This is a HeadGum Podcast. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. to me and I'm I'm not getting blown I need help I'm nearly 16 years and balding fast let's ask if I were you show wow that was just half the song oh man I love that there was too much of it that I wanted to split it up first half being the opening theme song second half will be the closing theme song. Because there was too much and it was too good. Do you know what that was a parody of? It was Blink-182, but I don't know the name of the song. It feels like a new Blink. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's all vaguely familiar to me, so I, I can't really tell the difference between like new and old. But I guess it's, I guess it's new because you don't, you don't exactly know what it is. No, yeah, it doesn't. It, it makes me happy to hear, but it doesn't stir the same emotions as if I were to hear, say, uh, a carousel parody or a pathetic parody you know something off yeah. of dude ranch or cheshire <laughs> cat <laughs> got it yeah so this is called <laughs> bored to death do you know what that is uh no it, it, it is blink though right yeah that's what he says it's a blink 182 parody of bored to death been watching your content since the college humor days my buddy noah whose song you, you use recently and i both really love the podcast Please never change the unsolicited advice theme. We're both big Blink fans. We rock climb, and Noah even plays D&D, so we're basically Jake. Damn. I spoofed board, I spoofed board to death theme song, so I hope you guys can use it. Love, David Kim. Interesting. Yeah. Board to death theme song. Is, is it a Blink song? I guess so. We got to find out. We should, after, after this episode, we'll listen to Board to Death by Blink-182 so we can hear the original. Okay, great. It, it sounds close enough that I believe him. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it also almost sounds like a um, 
I don't know, like a train song or something. But maybe that's just because that's like his voice, you know, like that's what he did. Yeah. It seems like Blink-182 songs are either silly or serious, right? Th- that You could say that about Eminem as well. Yeah. He has like, my bum is on your lips. <laughs> and also like, fuck you, Kim. I'm a kill you, bitch. Yeah. And Blink-182 has that kind of like, um, what's my age again? Um like the state looks down on sodom- sodomy. I pranked your prank phone called your dad. And then <laughs> yeah. also, please tell mom this is not her fault about suicide. <laughs> I'm sorry when I was sentencing. What song is? What's that one about? Um, Don't waste your time. Yeah, that, I think that's from their self self titled too. <laughs> Where are you? And I'm so lonely. <laughs> Are, are you lonely or are you guys running around naked? Because it seems like you're very bipolar. In that song, he calls something the six-string darkness, which is like really like it sounds poetic and it truly means nothing. <laughs> but it didn't need to mean anything. This was the 90s. Well, this was in 2015, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. That was their, I don't know, their self-titled, maybe it was 2012. It was a different Jesus. time. It was pre-Trump. Yeah. That's all we need to know. But definitely after 9-11. Mm-hmm. But Shit had was, already gotten I feel real. Like there's another era now, doesn't it? It's like the pre 9 11. But then, like, after that, there was like, there was another time where things kind of got chill. Yeah. And now they're not chill anymore. Pre, it was post 9 11, pre Trump chill. Oh, yeah. The, the 90s of the 2000s, we'll call them. I like that, actually. That's a podcast. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Well, I guess it's our podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's a, that's a new logline. Uh, this is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by me, and I'm Amir. Me, I'm Jake. You're going to Paris? I am actually, I am going to Gay Paris, and I'm going to be there. I leave tomorrow night. Holy shit. What's yeah. the plan there? Um, so my wife, her, her friends were going, uh, to Paris and, oh, is this the one where she wanted to go and you're like, I'll come with. And she's like, it's sort of a friend's trip. And then you're like, I can do like a friend's trip. Right. It was sort of like, I was like, oh, that Jill was like, I want to go. And I was like, oh, that sounds really fun, but I don't know if I can permit you to go by yourself. Right. And, uh, you know, that, that sort of caused a little bit of a, cause she might French kiss. Right. I, I would hate for her to go all the way to Europe to cheat on me. Right. So I'm kind of going as as an envoy. Like a chaperone. A chaperone. Um, an unwelcome guest, to be sure, because the allowing her to go thing didn't sit well with Jill or her friends, for that matter. Yeah, just saying allow, it just it has a bad ring to it. Yeah, it was, it was a nasty way to put things, for sure. Um, but now I am going to be there, and I, I don't think they want to have a sour time. No. They don't want to. They don't want me in a rotten mood. So I right. don't think anyone's going to really. <laughs> I think we're, everyone's trying to like smooth things over. Like, oh no, it it is fun. It's cool. Yeah. It's like weird <laughs> circumstances. Why is here? But we're going to be chill. Um, and then I'll. But I'll be like. I'll be sort of a nasty boy on the day when I arrive. You'll be a dark cloud a little bit. Yeah, I will be a dark cloud. I don't like museums. I don't like sightseeing. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I want to permit Jill to enjoy those things because yeah. for fear that she'll no. find a French lover, <laughs> which everybody can understand. Yeah, because like you you have a nasty attitude and she might meet someone who's like right. really into the stuff that she's in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I'm a shitty guy is what it comes down to. And if she yeah. if she leaves my sight for long enough, she might realize that or somebody else. Yeah, somebody could swoop in. Yeah, like what if she takes a museum tour, right? And then like the guide is like pretty intelligent, like French, mm-hmm. has long hair, is kind of jacked. And he's like talking about like 
art history in a way that's really cool and interesting to her. Yeah. And you're not there to like make snide comments and stuff like that. I mean, even if this guy is butt ugly, if she is around someone who's not emotionally abusive and vindictive and small and petty and shallow as I am, I fear that she will see that the grass is indeed greener. greener. Yeah. On the other side. Yes. (laughs) So I need to be there and I need to be in a foul mood and I need to be a bed. Especially I need to be a bed because then she may want to not, you know, stray too far from the hotel. As long as she's going to a patisserie uh, that I can see from the balcony. So, did you say leave the bed? I'm not going to leave the bed of the hotel. Right. Got it. So you'll just sort of see within the purview of the balcony. Mm-hmm. But once she like strays from that radius, it's sort of like I'll all shriek. I will shriek and I'll scream and I'll cry. <laughs> And I'll threaten like to a hurl myself person. Yeah, yeah, from the balcony, yeah. and she'll have to return. And uh, uh-huh. we're also going to go to Copenhagen. <laughs> so, oh, that sounds fun. That's a new little development. The other, the other day, because we're coming back on, uh, we're coming back next week, and then I, I was just like, well, what if we extended the trip for three days? And we could just go to a different place. And then I like looked on, uh, looked on Google Maps, and I just pinpointed a place that looked cool. And then I looked up the flights and they were cheap as hell. To Denmark. Yeah. So now I'm going to go to Denmark. Is it because it's February and it's like dark for 18 hours and negative four degrees out? What? It's like not really high travel. <laughs> Is it cheap because it's like not high travel season and I, nothing's really open or going on? It's going to be like freezing rain the entire time I, and you guys are going to be cooped up in a hotel room? I didn't really think about that, Blumenfeld. <laughs> Yeah, usually there's like peak travel season. Well, I looked at like Condé Nast Traveler, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. and I was- You saw pictures I, of beaches and stuff. I yeah. looked at Copenhagen, yeah, there's like people kayaking and they're, right. and like, yeah. they're outside That's drinking beer. That's all June, July, August. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of beer garden, outdoor drinking. Yeah, That's it looked like, really nice. Over the summer. <laughs> the sun yeah. was shining quite brightly in the photos. And what dates are you going to be there? Well, we'll be there on, <laughs> on February 19th until the 22nd. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I see right now. It's that's called the cold. The cold season. It's the coldest day of the year. Really? The air actually freezes. <laughs> well, how am I gonna? How am I gonna go to an outdoor mall if it's? <laughs> you can't. If the you temperatures are frigid. To. Yeah, it'll. You be, know how I'm sensitive to moisture. Negative forty-one Celsius. Really? Centigrade? <laughs> yeah. Well, at negative forty, it's pretty much the same thing between centigrade and Fahrenheit. Ah, <laughs> oh, shikes, Shiza. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's German. <laughs> no fucking way. I downloaded the wrong Duolingo. I learned to sprechen Sie Deutsch. <laughs> I took a freaking class. Damn it. In the wrong lane. I actually almost went to, I, I looked into going to Iceland again. Jesus Christ, haven't you got enough? I can't stay away. I really want to see the Northern Lights, but it was way too, it was way too expensive. Oh, really? Even in February? Yeah, oddly enough. Because of Northern Lights stuff. Maybe so. Or maybe like even pilots don't want to go to Iceland in the winter. It's <laughs> like everybody's not going. I'd rather quit. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Right. You got any? No, let's chat. Let's chat, man. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to get to the advice shit right away. I, I have nothing. I'm not going anywhere in February until um, actually I'm going to New York in March for our show. So oh. that'll be the next trip. There you go. And that's it. Yeah. By the way, I looked up, I asked uh, Twitter based on our last episode 
how many of you wear long underwear in the cold? I was floored. Remarkably low. Yeah. Half the people never wear long underwear, regardless of how cold it is. That's bananas. But then I also, I know that you said you never did. And for most of my time in New York, I did not either. But really, once you start, like I'm, I'm addicted. It was 55 the other day and I threw on some long undies. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Yeah, you wore two turtlenecks. <laughs> and a tutu. <laughs> That's That was the original tutu, is a two turtleneck. <laughs> Only 15% of people said always in the cold. That's nuts. So let's see if we can get that percentage up. Good man. Um, all right. Let's answer some questions before it's too late. Why not? Uh, here's one you found about a 23-year-old dude from Michigan who I'll call Magic Johnson, because he was once a 23-year-old dude from Michigan. Nice. Uh, I'm heading off to dental school in August, but until then, I'm living at home with my parents, working to make some cash for school. Anyway, there's not not a lot to do around my hometown, because most of my friends are either in school or have moved on to a big boy job. Uh, I've since taken my talents to Tinder and Bumble to find a cute, fun gal, and I happened to stumble upon a girl I went to high school with. A stumble on Bumble. That's right. She was a year above me, but still a cute athletic girl that I could see myself dating. I said, freak it, and swiped right, and we matched. I'm kind of a timid guy, so I didn't message her and just kind of forgot about matching with her. But then a week went by, and I wake up one morning with a Tinder message from her at 2 a.m. saying, drunk confession time. I'm slightly obsessed with you. That's all. Have a nice night. Wow. I messaged her back, and she said that she and her mom were binge-watching Grey's Anatomy drinking wine. After a little more chit-chat, she confessed that she was a little embarrassed, but happy that she sent the message because she actually meant it. We've been Snapchatting each other for about a month, but I've yet to hang out. She lives at home with her parents as well before she goes off to grad school, so we're both in the same boat. My question is this. Should I pursue this gal for a relationship, even though I'm going to be leaving the state in six months? Or should I just hang out with her and seize as much cheese as possible until I leave for school? Cheers and Toda. P.S. Loving the EPL Patreon content. I'm an Everton fan. Everton. Yeah. You know, loosely related to the EPL pod, or directly, actually, after we had Tom and Connor on uh, on Sunday, yeah. they tried to convince me to like Wolverhampton. The Wolves. The Wolves. The Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah. And I must admit that I love the name. Okay. So we'll keep an eye on on them. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch a match. Okay. Um, I feel like... Six months is plenty long enough. Like, you're not starting a relationship under false pretenses there, right? Like, six months is like, you can, you could like easily date for a while and break up and like have it not even be about you leaving town. Yeah, that's, this guy is so passive. He's like, I matched and I didn't message her. Then she said she's obsessed with me, but I'm leaving town in half a year. Should I do anything about it? Yeah, like, what are you talking about? Why did you download? <laughs> just, why did you download Bumble then? If you if you're if you're not planning on starting a relationship yeah, be- for six, for six months. months, that's the point of Bumble. So you can date people <laughs> for six months. That's a long ass time <laughs> for Bumble. That's the longest time. Yeah, that's a marriage on Bumble. <laughs> it's a Bumble marriage is six months of time, especially because she went out of her way to message you. She wants to hang out with you, and you still won't do anything about it. So why don't you at least take this one mini step towards actually making a cool decision for once for once you you don't have to consider it as seizing the cheese as much as possible just hang out with her once right it's not what happens it's not seizing that much cheese it's a small seize of the cheese yeah this is like 
she's done 95% of the work and she's asking you to do the last 5% and you're like, oh, I don't know, I'm still on the fence. Yeah, sample the cheese. Have a, a Costco-sized cube of cheese with a toothpick in it. Then you come back five minutes later and hope that like the person doesn't remember you and sample another cheese. And they're like, you've been to my station before. You have a toothpick sticking through your cheek. You didn't remove it before you ate the cheese. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I didn't come here for another piece of cheese. I came here to borrow your phone to call 911 because I'm bleeding out. Yeah. And when I come back here next time, it won't be for a cube of cheese. It's going to be for the whole damn thing, <laughs> a.k.a. a lawsuit the size of that wheel of cheese behind you because my dad is actually a big cheese lawyer and he's gonna have your ass on not unlike the platter that you're serving the cheese in and i'm gonna have your boar's head for this very nice and then you slip in a pool of your own blood and fall into a stack of television <laughs> yeah and then she sort of takes the the toothpick out of your cheek and you, she notices that you super glued one side <laughs> to the inside of your mouth and the other one to the outside to make it look like you had stabbed yourself and just another costco you're not allowed in just like that <laughs> it's that easy folks <laughs> all right here's another question okay from another confused gentleman about valentine's day which is coming up Ooh, uh, i should say it's so we're recording this on Tuesday. Valentine's Day is on Thursday, and we're not going to release this until a little bit after. But right, yeah, this is at least going to help him for next Valentine's Day. That's right. Uh, we'll call this guy. Um, he didn't say where he's from. Oh, Cupid. Let's call him Cupid. It's a Valentine's Day thing. That's fun. Cupid's a, a naked little fat angel that shoots people. <laughs> yeah, does Cupid wear a diaper? He sure does wear a diaper. Is it a diaper or is it just underwear? Or is he just straight up nude sometimes? Yeah, like, you, have you ever seen Cupid's little tiny dick? Have you ever seen Cupid just on the off season when he's wearing a, like a, a onesie? Yeah, so it's like Cupid, but like he's not necessarily shooting people with arrows right now. He's like just wearing like little jeans and a shirt that says mommy's number one fan. He's working on like a screenplay. Yeah, so he's at a coffee shop. All the Cupid ones, I just Googled cupid and he's definitely in he's in under like a kind of a cloth diaper yeah um, it's kind of like a an old underwear right now i just searched nude cupid yeah or nupid yeah there's a couple where he's just where it's a naked uh, now i'm looking at child porn okay i'm gonna <laughs> actually yeah. now let me just search random one-year-olds because the cupid <laughs> thing kind of takes me out of it there is some like weird little oh god this this is like a baby angel with a really tiny dick but he has kind of like he's like a little toned i hate <laughs> what i found Cupid's like pretty jack now i'm gonna search cupid naked uh six pack <laughs> i'm absolutely on a fucking registry for this <laughs> jesus christ a wedding registry i have to go knock on my neighbor's doors <laughs> I'm going to turn myself in after this show. Uh, all right, here's the question for that Cupid writes. Dear Amir, this is a question for Jake. And yeah, I'm a day one Starbucks killer joy boy. Okay. Isn't it weird that the Starbucks joke is an episode one thing? Episode one. Kill yourself in a Starbucks. Yeah. That was when we peaked. It's been a slow descent since then. I want to listen to episode one, see how different it sounds from like episode 353. Mm, that'd be cool. Uh, hopefully you can answer this before Valentine's. Here's a little background <laughs> info for you. I have been in a relationship with a 12-cent doll piece for the last five years. I have left my girlfriend wet, gleaming, and orgasmed a multitude of times. <laughs> I left her orgasmed. That's right. She's been gleamed for him. <laughs> Jesus. 
<laughs> She's shiny. <laughs> Slick as a newborn. <laughs> Nubile, too. Uh, we are rather open, Cupid writes, and I guess I have always wanted to experiment with some tools in the bedroom. I'd say pocket pussies, dildos, vibrators, and yes, even lube. I'm not even sure she knows about this, though. That being said, in honor of Valentine's Day, I decided it would be in her best interest and my best to invest in a vibrator. Now, here's my question. How do I give it to her? And what if she says no? Can you say no to a vibrator? (laughs) You open a gift and just say no. (laughs) I know this gift. I say no to it. Uh, how do you give a sex toy for vi- Valentine's Day? Do you just go for it from zero to vibrator? I would suggest you definitely like get the vibrator. Like if you've got ideas to improve your sex life and you guys discuss these things and it's like sexy and cool, I'm all for it. Here's my pitch though. It is not the Valentine's Day gift. That's a bonus. That's just a thing that you'll have on valentine's like don't make her unwrap it like it's a gift right like get her a card get her chocolates get her flowers normal valentine's day stuff take her out to dinner something like just like on on the boring uh, on a more normal spectrum take her to copenhagen you got to go to copenhagen on valentine's day it's a danish holiday it's denmark based paste it's copenhagen chic and it's this year and it's saturday and it's dark it's hooga it's hooga for sugar (laughs) it's absolutely getting hyphy and hygie (laughs) with the wifey <laughs> that was the Groupon that I used for our hostel for five <laughs> Dutch francs a night. Get Heike with a Weige. A shared twin mattress. <laughs> uh, so you're saying get her the gift, but not necessarily a Valentine's Day gift. Correct. I think that you can get it, but you don't have to make it a presentation. Yeah. Although, like... If you're going to get her a vibrator as a gift, like Valentine's Day seems like the perfect time because it's not literally a birthday gift. It's not an anniversary thing. It's like a love-based novelty. Yeah, but I I just think that like a sex gift should just be kind of like a random surprise gift. It's it's a gift, not the gift. What if you give her a coupon for a back massage and a vibrator? <laughs> oh, that's good. So you give her a coupon for a back massage. She's like, cool. Then you start massaging her back with the vibrator, and she's like, this is weird. And then you're like, well, that's because it's not for your back. And then you show it to her. And then she breaks up with you. <laughs> you say, you actually already redeemed the coupon, so <laughs> joke's on you. And I have a couple coupons myself. <laughs> this one's for a do not break up with me. <laughs> use any time. No blackout dates, so I'll use that one now. This one's for a free dinner. <laughs> so so you gave yourself the coupons in this scenario. Yeah, and this one just says 10% off Bed Bath & Beyond. It came in the mail unrelated to that. It's kind of interesting. Just a big book like a big book of coupons that are like for everyone's mutual benefit. Yeah. So it's like I yeah, so there's a free foot massage. That's good. Um, okay, and uh, a free a, a free dinner. Yeah. And then this one's for me which is free head. <laughs> <laughs> a water pick. 
and I can watch the football game without you yammering on about why I'm not hanging out with your friends. We did brunch last week. Here's a coupon. <laughs> Christ. Are you aware that there's another football league that just started this year? Excuse me? There's like the A-Alliance Football League, the AFL, which started uh, like a private league that started the week after the Super Bowl. No. Or is anybody good in it? Uh, there's a few like ex-NFL players. I know Trent Richardson, who is a high draft pick, who didn't do anything in the NFL, is um, playing in it. Very interesting. Where are, is it popular? Is it good? Like, are, uh, I don't know. I'm more of an EPL guy now. That's actually really cool. Let me sh- tell you the eight teams in the AFL, just if any of them pique your interest. Okay, but if honestly, if, if it's not like the Tottenham Hotspurs, I don't care, but go ahead. The Memphis Express. I mean, I love it. The Memphis Express. I like only got through one. Okay, yeah, yeah. But let's 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 the, keep on going. The Orlando Apollos. I'm out. The Arizona Hotshots. Back the in. Salt Lake Stallions. Out. The San Antonio Commanders. Okay, now and I'm lastly, in. the San Diego Fleet. I'm out. <laughs> so I didn't even know where you landed after all that. I uh, yeah, I'm not interested <laughs> on in the fleet. All right, I got you a San Diego fleet jersey. <laughs> Thank you, dude. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, answer some more questions after this. Cool. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Indeed. Indeed. Simply put, it's the easiest way to create a professional-looking website. Couldn't agree more, bud. That's it. Yeah. That's the tweet. <laughs> um, no, they do have a lot more than that. It's uh, right. it's a, it's They have 24-7 award-winning customer support. They have very simple drag-and-drop technology. You can code. You can design mm-hmm. a professional-looking website without knowing much about how the internet works. You can sell. You can launch and sell product from Squarespace. Yes. That's right. You can even purchase a domain name through Squarespace. For example, Jake, what can people purchase? Boneheader.com. Boneheader. It's like... Interesting. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you're a boneheaded person, but you're doing a boneheader of a move. You know what I mean? What about fitnessnah.com? So it's sort of like a relaxation technique mm-hmm. slash way to say damn the man with regards yeah. to fitness. It's a movement about not going to the gym. Fitness? It's nah. a, it's an anti-movement, really. Oh, it's that's a non-movement that's movement. A, is anti-movement yeah. one? Anti-movement uh, seems I'll like it should be. I'll have to check it out later. Actually, let me look right now. Anti-movement.com is not available. Don't yeah. buy that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. But so it's more fitness of a fitness <laughs> Yeah, it's more of a fitness yeah. nah thing. Yeah. Uh, Squarespace AI also is a great way to kickstart or update written content on any website. They can generate instant personalized results that know and show your brand identity. Pretty cool there too. Incredible. So the way to get in on this action and uh, launch your own website soon enough Mm -hmm. is to go to squarespace.com slash segments. Segments. And when you're ready to launch, you use that coupon code segments at checkout to save 10% off their already low, low prices. Beautiful. Again, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Thanks, folks. Thank Squarespace. Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our program. Hell yeah. It's pretty simple. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, and then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. It's perfect for all those subscriptions that you tried and then forgot about, but you're actually paying for and you don't even realize it, folks. I had, no joke, 
over a million dollars a month worth of subscriptions that I did not need. That's amazing. Did not That's need. That's amazing. That's so uh, much cash. I was buying 35 new houses a freaking month on yeah. the subscription box that I accidentally subscribed <laughs> to when I bark was high. Box. Yeah, bark yeah, box. Yeah, it came with the condos, yes. dozens of them a month. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Let me do a quick little audit. Rocket Money came in and they're like, by the way, you're spending a one and a half million dollars a month. We could probably just cancel this one. Yeah. Like, damn, and I could use that. I did. Incredible. Yes. Congrats. And you should use that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved them a total of $500 million. That's almost entirely me. $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Yeah. Most saving of it yours. the average member only $740 a year, which is not as much as the $1.5 million a month that I saved, but still a lot of money to some people. For sure. So if you're looking to save some cash, which who isn't, mm -hmm. uh, you can stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. There's something in your bank account that doesn't need to be there. Rocketmoney.com slash segments will find it and eliminate it. Whoa. Nice. Again, that's rocketmoney.com slash segments. Segments. Take control of your finances today. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Rocket Money. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little Yes, I do. Wait, but first... Are there tickets up for our DC show? Because we should say that that's the unsolicited adv advice first, right? Yeah, there might be. We're now less than a month away. March 9th uh, in DC. We might have some tickets left. We'll I'll put up a link on jakeandamir.com. New York show, of course, sold out. So DC uh, is your best opportunity to see us in the eastern seaboard before 2020. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so my unsolicited advice is hooks. Mm-hmm. Hooks. Hooks. Okay. Let me guess what you're trying to say there. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big hook guy now, but go ahead. Try to guess. H hook. Uh, uh, for hanging stuff on your walls? Correct. Amundo. Really? Yes. So here's what I, when I, when I moved, I wanted to, um, there was like a closet where there was just one random hook on the side of the wall. I was like, what the hell? Like, what's the point of this thing? And then I put my climbing bag there and it fits so neatly and nicely. And I didn't have to like keep it on the floor or like up on top of a clot, like the, the back of the closet. And, and then I like, um, ordered another one because I wanted to put one in my other closet for another backpack. And there you can't get like just one hook on Amazon. Uh-oh. So I, <laughs> You open the door to your house, there's <laughs> hooks everywhere. So what I did, babe, was, yeah, everything has a hook, right? So like if you need a spoon or a fork, th there's hooks for that, right? Oh, careful. Don't walk there. That's where I put the hooks. <laughs> actually, it, it, look at my feet, babe, hovering above the ground, right? That's because I'm actually hooked to the wall right now. Yeah, it's uh, – and if you want to just go to sleep, I just – you hook yourself into the bed just like that. <laughs> Don't touch the ground. The ground is lava. <laughs> um, no, so I got like 24 hooks or something. And so then I sort of started trying to like brainstorm all the different places I could put my hooks. And, of course. Uh, so I put one in my bedroom closet in like on the, just like against the side. And I because I, I wear the same pair of pants like most of the time. I wash my pants probably like once every week or two. Um, so rather than like 
fold them and put them on top of a dresser or in a chair on the corner of the room where it looks a little messy. I can just put them on a hook without having to put them back in a drawer. They're always there, ready to go, trusty pants every day. And like there's there's a hook now behind the behind the sink cabinet where I where I put like a little um uh where I put like a little washcloth. It just really tomorrow's floss. It's, yeah, it's really <laughs> it's really convenient, and I think it's like kind of elegant too. It looks it makes things look a little neater. So if you're trying to condo your life, yeah, you can uh, you can hook it up. You know what I'm saying? That's good. You can start like a custom hook line called by hook and by crook, and then you can figure out different ways and different styles of hooks. What kind of hooks are you rolling with? That's that really feels like I I, I just I don't want to like fully get into the hook game where I'm promoting my own hooks. I just I'd love for everybody to find their own hooks. I they have like a stick on hooks too, right? That's exactly what I used. Because I'm not, I oh. the, drilling into the wall is like normally what I'd like to do because it's like a little more substantial. But these are just like I, I don't know uh, exactly where I want all these hooks. They're all testers, so it's really it's nice having the little stickum hooks, and they work really well. They're hold, they hold up like my backpack with the weight of a laptop and a charger and shoes in it. Wow, and it's just sticking to the wall with adhesive can hold up your like ten pound backpack. Yeah. It's it's they're they are not fucking around. It's great. It's a miracle. All right, hooks. Hooks. What are your thoughts on ladders? Really nice. Why don't you come to the table for once in your goddamn life with some unsolicited advice, okay? During the break, I said I really want to talk about hooks, and you're like, oh, actually, can I talk about a different one today? <laughs> um, wow. It's kind of it's kind of time pressing. You're really gonna it's call a, me out. Call me out it's for a also like emergency. <laughs> <laughs> But hook, you said hooks is a decent one, but it'll play well next week. Let me let me take the floor this time around. I tell you what, I'm gonna edit this podcast this week because I wanna I wanna cut that out where you defame me. All right, I'll send you the I'll send you the audio. All right, sweet. So when I upload it, that whole last hook thing where you called me out for stealing yours is gonna be edited out. And I actually yeah, I don't appreciate it. I liked the idea of hooks. That's why I told you. I said I did say I had a family emergency. And what you said is true. What you said is true. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you, though, it will never see the light of day, fortunately. And if and if all of this is still in the episode, then just know that um, Jake didn't edit it. I edited the no. episode. Well, it won't be. I edited the episode. It'll be kind of like a litmus test for who edited the episode is whether or not you heard the last five minutes of the podcast. Right. And they won't have. So can we? let's just try to get into the episode cleanly. Because get into I, it, like or get into we're the half, second half. We're half an hour. Let's deep. just so let's just take it from me saying like hooks. That's no. my pitch, and then you're like, all right, that's <laughs> great. Thanks for the original idea, and then we'll move all on. Right. All right, fine. Okay. go. All right, so that's it. Hooks. <laughs> I like that. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Shit. Uh, <laughs> also, you don't know how to edit <laughs> hooks. That's my idea, folks. Actually, I created a website by hook and by crook. I really want to get into hooks. Uh, all right, back to the questions and answers. Yep. We got an anonymous one from somebody calls calling himself the Turtle Avenger. So maybe we should keep that name. I love it. The Turtle Avenger writes. Here's some background information. I'm a senior in high school with very little friends, and even less of those are female. But there's this one girl in particular that I talk to a lot, and we message each other online daily. Little more background. I am way too shy to ask her out and have never had a girlfriend before, but that seems besides the point. Okay, now to the real matter at hand. We started chatting one night online and got to talking about hentai for some reason, and she decided to use the website that generates a random hentai image. 
Anyways, we keep we kept sharing images we got from there with each other and discussed the physics of the woman, and uh and the actual style art style as well as the key features like the way the nipples were drawn or the way the legs bend. Anyhow, my question for you guys is: Is this normal? Is looking at hentai porn in general with a member of the opposite sex in a kind of non-sexual way normal, or is that extremely out of the ordinary? Also, does this ruin my chances of asking her out? Um, much thanks for looking at my question. I know it's a weird one, but hopefully you can find the time to get around to it. I appreciate you taking a look this far down. What do you think? Uh, I don't think it's normal. I think it's very um, romantic. I think it's very crushy. I think he has reason to believe that this lady is, um, at the very least, open to his romantic um, suggestions. A date asking out wouldn't seem out of the ordinary. This guy reminds me of a young uh, me when I was 18, where I'm like, I don't know if this girl actually likes me or she's just sending me porn in like a non-sexual <laughs> way. I don't want to read too much into it, but she sent me a picture of nipples and talked about how much she likes them. <laughs> uh, and I look at hentai porn with members of the opposite sex all the time, and I think it's completely normal. Yeah, but would it be with a completely non-romantically interested female friend in high school when... When hormones are running wild? I do it all the time with high schoolers. Yes, it is not Still? sexual. Yes, Blumenfeld. Jesus. Wake up, you old square. Uh, if you're still uh, editing the podcast, I would remove that part too. <laughs> no, yeah, this is, it's it's crazy. Like he's, he's this is so clearly sexual and and sweet and nice and cute and you guys like each other and you're, into the same stuff. It's not like they just happen to like start sharing hentai because they don't share some of the same passions and perhaps turn on. Yeah. Even though he thinks this wasn't sexual. A lot of guys like read too much into things in a positive way. Like this girl's totally into me because she looked at me. Right. But then she likes my the photo other- on Instagram. Should I smash? <laughs> right. And then there's like the other end of the spectrum where like, uh, clear romantic chemistry related things are happening synapses are firing and then you're like i don't know maybe she's just doing this as like a friend which is possible but you can at the very least maybe ask her to hang out right you can at least proceed as if this was a unique situation that that um was just like that was just for you because she likes you yeah but it's good because this guy is literally half my age maybe even less so like he doesn't have the experience to draw on he doesn't know for the next 18 years these things happen between friends and they mean nothing so we can lend our wisdom our insight and let him know that it is a little bit more than nothing Mm -hmm. that's true that is true but there's also the fun thing of like thinking that it's nothing and then like kissing somebody and being super surprised yeah but i wouldn't be surprised at this point Right. But I'm going to tell him that it means nothing. So that way, when something does happen, he will experience the pure joy of of a kiss that you weren't expecting. (laughs) Wow, you are a little Cupid. And yeah, your little one-year-old dick is out. All right. Editing that out too, you fucker. I see a little cloth diaper hanging by a hook over your trash can. Okay. Quiet. Quiet down. Quiet down. (laughs) We're going to edit that out. One last question from an Australian female. And I'll say mate. An Aussie female. Who's the most famous Australian female? Margot Robbie. That's pretty good. Was there an Australian female tennis player? There's a lot of Australian male tennis player. Hmm. Australian female tennis player. Margaret Court. 
Johanna Conta. I like Margaret Court. She plays after she's named after what she plays on. <laughs> no, she's such an old school tennis player. They named the surface after her. Really? John Tennis and Margaret Court. That's cool. She won 24 Grand Slam titles in the 50s. Jesus. That is, that's <laughs> insane. Is that like the most ever? Uh, Grand Slams won singles 24. That's crazy. It might be the most ever. How many, like, yeah, how many does friggin' Federer have? <laughs> I think he has roughly that many as well. 11 in the open era. I don't know what was going on before then. In the 50s, they're just handing out Grand Slams. Yeah, I actually have one. Yeah, that's awesome. You were born in the 50s. That's cool. <laughs> uh, all right. Margaret Court writes, I'm a 22-year-old from Australia, and I've been with my boyfriend for almost three years. Last night, he admitted to me that he smoked meth four months back when he was 18, before we were together. Obviously, I was like, WTF? The worst drug he told me he had taken up to up until that point uh, was ecstasy. And I know he used to be a full-time smoker. This is the first time he has opened up about this past part of his life. And honestly, I'm shocked. He has always been so against drugs and doesn't even touch a cigarette to this, this day. Do I have to be a little bit cheesed off? Do I have the right to be a little cheesed off here? I told him everything about my past and he uh, and assumed he had done the same. I'm disappointed that he ever did this, but I'm honestly more hurt that he waited almost three years to tell me. Where are your guys' thoughts? I don't know what to do here. Should I just act like everything is all G? I can't help but look at him differently, even though he uh, that was why he didn't want to tell me in the first place. Thanks, love. Margaret Court. Um, I thought, I think I, I thought that she was talking about like he smoked meth three months ago and she just found out three years. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. He's been with a boy. She's been with him for three years and then four months before they were together, uh, he smoked smoked meth. Yeah, that's fine. Margaret, (laughs) you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like let this one go, man. (laughs) Why is she so cheesed off then? Because I mean, it's a scary, dangerous drug? Yeah, it is. I get like that you can feel like you don't know somebody, but you got to remember that you've known him for the last three years. And the reason that he didn't want to tell you isn't because he's still addicted to meth. It's because he thought that you were going to look at him differently, which is exactly what you're doing. So you're sort of proving him right in that regard. <laughs> I knew you'd be cheesed. <laughs> yeah, you're you're teaching him it's good to lie. I'm actually not cheesed, mate. <laughs> I'm not cheesed at all. I'm not super cheesed with you. I'm actually vegan cheesed. <laughs> and um, to prove it, I'm going to have a cheese in Vegemite Sandy. I'm a nut cheese of you, mate. <laughs> I'm actually cashew cheesed and Yahoo serious. Uh, yeah, I think it's fine. I, th- I mean... It's good that he told you. And I also think it's kind of weird when relationships are all about, like, you have to tell me your entire past. Like, you don't really have to do that. I think that... Including the meth? Yeah. I think that is, that you sort of... I mean, share some stuff from your past that you think has, like, shaped you. But I feel like you should really be sharing more about what you are now yeah i think i think you said that once recently it's like anything that happened before i met you is a lockbox a mystery uh closet that is forbidden and locked to enter yes but starting now my life is an open book babe that i think that's healthy maybe the lockbox can have like a code that everybody knows but there's not really any reason to go digging around back there yeah but there is something that once you have the 
there's like a Simpsons joke where it's like, what is your infatuation with my forbidden closet of mystery? Like once you like don't, once you <laughs> once you have this secret past, this locked up thing, people are more interested, more excited, more curious than ever before. Right. And then you find meth in there and you're like, oh, yeah, no wonder it was locked. The whole I didn't want to tell you because you'd be mad is a is a trump card a lot of people play. Like whenever someone finds out something and is mad at you, <laughs> yeah. you'll be like, well, that's why I didn't tell you because you're mad. And then the other trump card is like, well, I'm mad that you didn't tell me. And this girl can't even use that line because she he did tell her. Mm, yeah. Well, he told her really late. I think there's like, I don't know. I, I guess my advice to this person is to try to like understand not not like why they didn't tell you, but just like try to try to get a bigger picture of of what's going on in your boyfriend's life currently. And like as long as you feel confident that he's not doing drugs that make you nervous for his for his life, then I think it's okay that he that he did it and you can like talk more about his past if you really need to yeah also he hasn't done it in three years i hope right. that's that's the thing that you got to find out i feel like the question isn't like why the hell didn't you tell me i'm super cheesed at you it's the question is like um what was that experience like for you and would you ever want to smoke meth again did you like it are you at risk of being addicted that kind of thing yeah no sense in relitigating it God, meth. Would you do meth if you were just like, if you were guaranteed that you weren't going to die just to like have the feeling, kind of like in a controlled environment? Yeah. That that should be like a, a type of doctor that lets you experience drugs in a controlled environment. Or like in a type of an amusement park. Like you could just yeah. go into a, a, a little room, do a drug surrounded by doctors and know that you'll uh, survive. But you, it's also yeah. about not being addicted. Yeah. So this is what they do. It's like an amusement park, but instead of rides, it's just different closets. And you go in there and we give you, we administer this drug to you uh, in a controlled environment. So there's like a really long, you'd get like a fast pass a for meth because that one has a really long line. Why do you and have to go to you, a you get your little... T- when you get your number, it's a closet because it's a very controlled environment. It's That's like a too safe controlled. space. It's not, and they it's not give even you, a space. It's really small. Yeah, it's they really give tight, you meth. Claustrophobic. And you're on, so you're we in can, a closet can, on crystal meth. We can keep the line. We can keep the name amusement park because it still is an amusement park. It's but not a park. instead of rides, it's, it's just closets with meth. But then you can't really leave until you promise. You have to promise. You have to swear that um, you can't do it again. This is like some kind of medieval torture. This isn't an amusement park. This is a yeah. So I'll give you meth, but this you is have a to horror promise. movie. This is a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a, some kind of sadistic serial killer, mad scientist guy. This is this is a Black Mirror episode, actually. Mm, I could see that. Yeah, a a drug park, an amusement park for adults who want to experience drugs. I'm actually not too yeah. against it. You gotta yeah, we gotta do it smart. No closets, okay? Okay, bud. Yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, maybe it's the roller coaster still, so you're fucking shooting up on Splash Mountain. That's chill. It's the Purge meets Disney World, so for one day a year, we <laughs> let heroin addicts ride the frickin' Matterhorn. I'm in. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it. That's our time. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. As always, tickets are still available at jakeandamir.com for our DC show. And if you have any questions or theme songs, please send them to show at gmail.com. Opening theme song by David Kim. Closing one, the rest of that sweet theme song, once again, by David Kim. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week when Jake is back from Paris and Copenhagen. Can't wait to hear all about it. Oh, yeah. Are you going to do meth? Yes. 
awesome. Bye. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you just jumped onto a hook. We broke up the morning and or food the meat fast. Let's ask if I were you, show if I were you, if I were you, if I were you, if I were you. I first saw them in an episode where Amir would sit down On the copier refused to be let down Or the way where Ben's girl's milk got all over Amir's face over and over and over Let me ask you a thing and let me know what you think About a handjob I bought from this dude for a cliff bar And I came over and over and over So embarrassed I was so sober So I'll ask over and over and over That was a HeadGum Podcast. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody who the fucking hosts are? Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Leitman of Exploration And why Live. don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Hmm? I will. It's, hmm? it's, Can uh, you do that? So go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right. Bye.